record. All right. Are we here? here? (coughs) Yeah, I kind of need to get those out of my system, too. (coughs) Siblings. Sorry, I was watching some bullshit. Siblings. I'm just kidding. Siblings. You know, my wife was a real battle axe. (laughs) (laughs) I've just been watching the Norm compilation videos on YouTube. They're great. They're, they're all that's my it's great and then there's like three jokes in like the dozen that are like oh hey <laughs> nor yeah yeah i mean yeah <laughs> uh speaking of jokes that are like hey oh we're here to talk about Waterboy because you're listening to happy amblin the adam sandler steven spielberg retrospective podcast hosted by me diego crespo and my co-host macaringo that's me i came up with this stupid idea of a retrospective Yes, you did, but you know what? For all the starts and stops we've had of uh, just because 2019 was 2019, I'm I'm not, like, regretting doing this. <laughs> like, I'm coming off of, like, a very long work day, and I'm like, no, yeah, I think I could actually do two, and I was kind of tepid about doing what some do you back-to-back do back recordings. Back-to-back no, no, recordings. No, I, I, I can feel uh, candid uh, for that. Uh, hey, no, no, we record these once a week. Oh, yeah. Cut to the trailer. Actually, just kidding. I got to be careful about what trailers I show now because YouTube is run by fucking idiots. So... If you're listening to this on SoundCloud or iTunes or Spotify, then you probably did get a little bit of the trailer there. If you're watching on YouTube, sorry, I'm not trying to get sued. You're also going to get uh, some of the fun little clips that I will demand Diego put in. <laughs> yeah, again, if you're listening on YouTube or watching the, the audio-visual format, look, I'm not going to lie to you. Just subscribe to us on YouTube and check it out. Check us out in the SoundCloud and the Spotify, okay? Like, that's your best yeah, bet. Subscribe Anyways. to the YouTubes. <laughs> And then, like, run the, run the video in the background while you're doing something else, but the preferred version is on Spotify and the other thing. Yeah, because they won't sue me. Yep. So, now we're here to talk about The Waterboy. Uh, Adam Sandler reteams with director Frank Karachi, who had just directed him in The Wedding Singer. And uh, I don't know if this was shot, like, before. It was definitely shot, like, very close because these came out the same year. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm on the bet. Wedding Singer seems a little cheaper, so but I'm, I'm guessing that was like kind of a low budget thing they did really quickly, and this was the bigger project that came out, uh, which is like hilarious to me because this this is another one of the Adam Sandler films in this like early tenure where it has a soft spot for our generation. Uh, we'll talk about whether or not that holds up for us, of course, but um and. But not like other people outside of our generation. They don't really respond to it as much. Because I think this is like where it's really Adam Sandler's like... uh, This will kind of become his signature, so to speak, in in terms of performances. Where uh, we've talked about how he's loud and abrasive a lot of the time. But uh, like, oh, oh boy. There are some decisions made in this film. Uh... And that that's 
I don't know. I I just uh, I wonder how he looks back at this. Hey, I mean, I, I'm, I'm probably pretty fondly. I hey, guess, Diego, but... guess what? I what? love the Water Boy. <laughs> Holy fuck! I fucking love this movie. <sighs> I is this your favorite of the Adam Sandler films we've gone over? No, before? no, Billy Madison will probably always be that. I mean, okay, non like okay. in on the Sandler curve. I should stress, oh. like. Once we get well, the Sandler curve recently just got another uptick, so you gotta like really stress that. Yeah, yeah, but it's like, but I'm talking about like his, his movies specifically made in house by him. Okay, like, okay, that makes that's because you know, uh, movies like Punch Drunk Love are like on a cosmic scale compared to the Sandler <laughs> scale. Um, I mean, but sometimes that, that that's just on a whole other echelon of like filmmaking in general, <laughs> even without like comparing it to Sandler. But this. Uh, this movie, I think it just shows how easy it is to make me laugh. Because <laughs> I, I, I do get a genuine kick out of violence or the threat of violence. <laughs> I find that all very... Oh, I get, now I see why you I like find it. that all very amusing. <laughs> and honestly, oddly enough, though, it doesn't it didn't work for me as much in Happy Gilmore, but it works a lot more for me here. Because I think Happy Gilmore is more just like a straight psychopath. Yeah, like, it's almost not fun a lot of the times. Like, I mentioned on the episode that 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 movie does... Every once in a while, it just, like, hits me with something, and I'm like, ha! But, (laughs) um, I gotta be honest, this one, not not so much. Mm. This one didn't get you in any way? I mean, like, bits and pieces, but not... Not nearly as much as stuff like Wedding Singer, which is just like a generally pretty charming film, or um, or, or Billy Madison, which of course you know has many highlights with just how crazy it I'm is. I'm waiting to see if they ever get back because I I don't remember much of his later stuff, so I'm waiting to see if we ever get back to that more absurd stuff that was in Billy Madison. I don't think we ever do. Which is a shame. There is one film that for sure has something that you're just like. What? How did they convince that person to do that? And I know you know what it yeah, is. Yeah, but I don't know if that's necessarily <laughs> absurd. <laughs> I, it's I, I don't see how it's not. like to me. That's totally like one of the most absurd it, it, Adam Sandler in a thing. sense. But we, we should probably just like not. No, no, we, we don't need to say. It, but just <laughs> what I'm saying is like there's no reason for there to be a giant penguin in Billy Madison. <laughs> there's no real setup, and there's no real payoff either. <laughs> It goes nowhere. <laughs> Whereas other stuff that is like really odd, it is central to the plot. <laughs> so I guess so. Uh, so I was thinking there's an, um, another comedy like this, but it's not an Adam Sandler film. Norm Macdonald's Dirty Work has a similar vibe to Billy Madison. <laughs> if you've ever seen Dirty Work. Oh, um, maybe Rain Over Me. No. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to leave that one hanging Oh, in the so air. you're I'm the gonna... one bringing up 9-11 now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got to do that movie at some point. I I know. It's Let's see. We're like, we're less than 10 episodes away from We now. need a song to play every time I bring up 9-11. <laughs> no, no, no. It should be some, like, no, like, one of those, what's that, like, horn that's, like, playing at the beginning of, like, Saving Private Ryan? No. 
No. Earn this, Diego. No. <laughs> no. Uh, because we're going to talk about that movie eventually, I will just leave that one hanging. Oh, yeah. No, too. I will not give my thoughts on Rain Over Me yet. No. <laughs> talk about Saving Private Ryan. Oh, no. yes. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot this is also a Spielberg retrospective. Yeah. Um, he he does some pretty good movies. Yeah. I had someone recently say uh, 1917 was better than Saving Private Ryan. That person is wrong. Uh, no, but I think Film Twitter got a little up in arms about that when maybe they shouldn't have. Was it on Film Twitter? Did someone say this? Is some someone said to me in real life? <laughs> oh no no! I I just think Film Twitter like. I saw a lot of criticism about 1917 as a gimmick, and then, like, even if it just was, I'm like, at least it's fucking something. And I think the movie does do more than just, like, here's a flashy one, like, seeming one take for two hours. I think that's, Deacons is actually doing something there with it, but that's, this isn't a 1917 podcast, and I, I don't All these film, film fuckers to love that. to masturbate over Roger Deacons. Yeah, you too. Uh, yeah, but... <laughs> I have some respectability, frankly. Okay. <laughs> At least you probably didn't even watch the Goldfinch for him. Oh God, he did that. Yeah. Wow. Um. Great dusk shots. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hate it, just for the record, since I brought it up. No, a lot of a lot of people do not like uh, that movie. Oh no! Yeah, not, like completely get Is it. Is it based <laughs> but... on a book? A lot of people liked. I think that's what I heard. Uh, I heard the book was actually kind of controversial, and I'm like, I probably don't need to read it if it's like, if it's anything like this. <laughs> is it? Is it like neoliberal trash? No, I think <laughs> this is gonna be mean. I think it's just, uh, it's a, it's a story that got away from the filmmaker, mm-hmm. who I really like because he had just done Brooklyn a couple years before that, which is like a really heartfelt, wonderful movie. Yeah. Starring Sorcerer Ronan, so I, I recommend that on this Billy Madison podcast. Happy Madison podcast. Yes, Waterboy. <laughs> here we are. Waterboy. This is a. Um, this movie was released by the Walt Disney Company. I don't want to get into a tirade, but they would never. They would never today. do this today. <laughs> yeah, everyone's like, oh, they'd never make uh, this controversial comment today. This was like less than thirty years ago. And they literally would not make this. They today. wouldn't. And it, this was a big hit too for them, which I think at a time when they were struggling to get some hits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like people forget that, like when they did the Disney Plus announcement. I swear this is related. This isn't just a tirade. Mm-hmm. But like Disney bought out Marvel, Star Wars, all that jazz after Pirates of the Caribbean started like teetering a little bit, right? And also because they probably want to own everything that we do. But like their live action stuff wasn't like making hits yeah well they like, they, they were, struggled a lot of the time yeah, they tried uh Pirates of the Caribbean was like the only one that worked mm-hmm. and then they tried John Carter which failed and they tried to bring Tron back which failed and then they tried the Lone Ranger which failed those are all like notorious failures Tron Legacy a little bit less because people like that one uh well like here 
I also just want to say I I've said a lot in the podcast, but I do have soft spot for like stuff like John Carter, which doesn't yeah. entirely work. And Tron Legacy, I will like actively defend. And uh, but even just like as a bo- like a box office bomb, it like wasn't. I think people forget that. Like the problem was that Disney was like, oh, we need to make that Avatar money. This will be our Avatar. Are you talking about like... John Carter or Tron? Uh, sorry, Tron Legacy. Yeah. Like, in terms of Tron Legacy, when that came out a year after Avatar. Disney was like, that's ours. Well, yeah, they, it's they, like, no, it wasn't. Well, that was the time when it was, everyone was like, 3D is the next big thing. And, yeah, and to be fair, that has like some of the best 3D I've oh, ever yeah, seen in a theater. It's, <laughs> it's pretty fantastic looking. Um, and there's mm. still always kind of talks about doing another one. And, I, and I'm a... I, I'm an ardent defender of that yeah. film, and I would like gladly see that, but I'm also like, please don't put Jared Leto. Yeah, because that came up recently, and I was like, fucking don't. He was, he was he's on contract to do it. Um, so so now it can never happen. Sorry, everyone. But that's something where like just... Tron Legacy is very fine, but it's still they've never cracked a Tron script. You know what I'm saying? Oh no, completely. They, they yeah, really yeah. need like that good script because that's what's missing. And and there's so much you can do with it, but whatever. That's, yeah. This is the Tron podcast. Sorry, sorry. Um, this is also you know Touchstone. This is um, around the same time they also released the. Uh, you're doing weird movies. The Michael Mann's The Insider. Yeah. What the hell was going on at Disney then? They fucking. They had balls. I, I mean, but know. that was at the same time when they had like deals nah. with Miramax. So like, why didn't they just do it with Miramax? I don't know. Well, speaking of balls and Miramax, that just made... Let's put an image in my head of uh, The Prince and the Pauper, which was originally Arabian Nights or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or no. You're thinking of uh, was, The Thief and the Cobbler. Thief and the Cobbler, Prince and the Pauper. Holy shit, I'm so sorry. Mr. Popper's Penguins, which was originally The Thief and the Cobbler, which was originally <laughs> Arabian Nights. <laughs> <laughs> my mind's all over the place today, but... Yeah, that was also technically a Disney film. At least through Miramax that butchered the shit out of it. Yeah, if you can find the, the, the unfinished like, version on the YouTube, it's fascinating to the watch. The recobbled edition. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not a complete film, going knowing that, but it's like really interesting to see like a what could have been on Yeah, um, good old Jeffrey Katzenberg was like, hey, that guy we got to make uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, let's steal his dream project. And then we'll make Aladdin, which, uh... But more. Yeah, well, it's like, you know, Aladdin, which is a fine movie, but when you attach, like, hey, it was kind of ripped off from someone's dream, <laughs> kind of hurts that movie a little bit. Yeah. And they also uh, fucked over Robin Williams. That's a whole other thing. This is not the Disney podcast. No. This is... Happy Amblin, goddammit. But you like Waterboy. I do like the Waterboy. I don't know why. (laughs) Well, today we're going to find out. But you know, I'll be honest. I can't explain why, but when the movie starts, and it's a football game, and Adam Sandler walks onto onto the field with this stupid contraption, (laughs) and he just says... Now that's what I call them high quality H two O. So I'm like, I love this. I, I can't, I can't do the. Uh, is that even an accent? What do I call that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he's just kind whatever of whatever he's doing. I don't, I can't. 
well, just can't get on board with it. He's like meant to be like like they're kind of like oh Bobby he's kind of slow he doesn't like know things but he's like has a he knows words like dehydration and decapitated and conjecture and like he's not yeah, like yeah a, that makes it like funnier well it makes his dialogue like, funnier but then it doesn't make sense when he's like a complete dunce yeah it, it doesn't it does not just click for me he thinks he thinks alligators are angry because they got all them teeth but no toothbrush <laughs> like these two things don't match up. Well, but the start that's the show everyone at the start of the film, uh, the titular water boy Bobby Boucher, he's working for uh, another team. I don't remember. They're like the Cougars or something. The they're the ones that bully him, right? Yeah, yeah, they're the ones that are mean to him. Yeah, the Cougars, and. Uh, with their head coach, Coach uh, Red Boy U, played by uh, Jerry Reed, who this is like his last movie. Jerry Reed, like he, I mean, he didn't die like shortly after, but this was the last movie he did. He gives the oddest fucking performance. <laughs> did you notice, like, just his like facial expressions at everything? <laughs> He's always like blinking odd and like ex- like exasperated, but also like kind of in control but also not taking it seriously in any capacity <laughs> what was that I will say that is kind of perfect for this era of Adam Sandler film yes like, but it, it's... it does it, it also doesn't work for me but like there's something there <laughs> at least in terms of like a Billy Madison style movie I, I just I don't it feels like they couldn't control Jerry Reed <laughs> It was like he showed up and he's like, this is what I'm doing. Also because I don't believe he, he only appears on camera with Adam Sandler like once. There's a lot of times where he's like yelling at Sandler from across the field, but they're never on camera together. Maybe he didn't get along with him or something. Maybe they just they only had him for like three days or something. Oh yeah, that that's a possibility too. Uh, Waterboy gets a, a lovely note from the players that says, Dear Waterboy, eat shit and kill yourself. Signed everybody. They don't like the How water boy. Did you laugh? They they don't like the water boy. Diego, do you do you understand? Yeah, yeah, I got it. So one of the players assaults the water boy. Uh, <laughs> um, the coach decides the water boy is the problem and fires him. It's thrilling. Do you have anything to add? No, I actually I got nothing. You got nothing. Jesus Christ! I I wrote like so many things. I don't get it. (laughs) It's just gonna be me. Like you're counting the plot. I'm hoping to bounce some stuff off of you. All right, all right. Keep it going. He drives home on a tractor. (laughs) (laughs) All right, there's the ball. I threw it in your court. What are you gonna do with it? He's got the tractor. I, I like I like that. I like, uh, okay, can we just cut to Kathy Bates? Because <laughs> I have stuff I actually genuinely like. Cut there talking about the, when she says that they're eating the snake's knee. It's like a snake don't have pots, but if I had to guess, I'd say it's his knee. <laughs> Which might be the dumbest line ever. 
Uh, no, there are some all-timer dumbs. Oh, in there's this. some great lines in this movie. I didn't say great. There's some Let me reiterate great, that. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> Kathy Bates apparently, uh, she was her agent told her not to do it, and she threw the script out after reading twelve pages. But her niece saw that it was an Adam Sandler film and told her she had to do it. So that's why she's in this movie. And they were shocked when she said yes. This is Remember, Kathy Bates is an Academy Award winning actress. And this kind of becomes a, a recurring thing with Adam Sandler where the supporting cast, like the one of the members will be like an acclaimed actor. <laughs> For no real reason. Um, it might have, did it start here? Maybe, oh shit, uh, maybe this is the one, because there's always, like, character actors that have popped up in this stuff, too. Yeah, there's plenty of character actors, plenty of, like, buddy stuff, plenty of, like, you know, like Carl older. Carl Weathers was in just fucking, uh, Happy Madison. Happy, but Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore, this is gonna happen <laughs> for the rest of the series, I hope you know that. Happy Madison, Happy Amblin, Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison. Yeah. <laughs> no, I already forgot. But anyways, like he was Carl Weathers was in that one, <laughs> and like, <laughs> like that's kind of a surprise. But I guess maybe not as much as like some later ones. No I'm offense really to, the, to, to the great Carl Weathers, but maybe he wasn't up to much in the mid nineties. Oh yeah, yeah. So you could probably get him. Yeah, um, they just killed him off in Rocky. He needed to to make rent. So Bobby Boucher is domineered by Kathy Bates. He's a very repressed young man. He's a Virgo. Did you pick up on that? <laughs> yes, I got that. <laughs> um, I, I I actually like Kathy Bates uh, a lot in this. There's one scene where she's just she... she's just dancing in the background, <laughs> and it might be one of the funnier moments in the movie. Well, she's like she she's beyond lost her marbles in this, like. <laughs> Well, she's she's um, very committed, but also I think understands that she could get away with any choice she makes. Mm-hmm. So she's having a lot of fun with the role. Yeah, and I, I like that uh, because everyone was rightly calling out the Academy for snubbing Adam Sandler for Uncut Gems for the the recent Academy Awards nominations. Um, that I guess he tweeted support for her because she just got nominated or something, and then she responded in like. In a water boy speak, basically on Twitter, yeah, she was that a, like Mama Boucher, uh, yeah, Mama Boucher still love you, and they they done robbed you. Did she called the like really did she, sweet. Did she call the Academy the devil? I don't know. Actually, that would have been amazing. That would have been amazing. I bet you she couldn't that, do that. That would have been that, the cherry on top. That would have, but I guess if she is in the running, you don't want to do that. <laughs> but I mean, the fact that she said they done robbed you. In the tweet, probably. That's good. That's that's fine. That's very fun. No, no, it's fun, but I... Because the Academy's run by, like, morons. <laughs> they're probably like, oh, that's it. She's out. She's out. Yeah. <laughs> Did you read that, uh... There's an article going around about why they voted which way. And they were like... We oh, thought, yeah, and it's we, like a horrible nightmare? Yeah, we thought Eddie Murphy wanted it too much. Yeah, like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck? You just gave... You gave it to Leo finally for almost being murdered in the wilderness by his insane director. <laughs> like, it's the same it, thing. And you're giving it to Joaquin Phoenix for just making a fool of himself in a movie. <laughs> I mean, 
He's like one of our best living actors, and he's like so miscalculated in that movie. Yeah. Oh, it's it's terrible. Uh, Adam Sandler should have been the Joker. He could. He maybe could have pulled something off. <laughs> I'm hoping that we Adam Sandler starts like a renaissance where he's just a great supporting actor in very strange films. Because mm-hmm. like you kind of need like a very specific character for him to be the lead, but. I think he could be a great, great character actor. When is he going to team up with the Coen brothers? Oh. Oh, that would work amazing. The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, too? Well, no, what is that? There's one movie they've been working on for years, um, which is like a prison escape film. Like, they've tried to make it for, like, 20 years and can't get the funding. And the problem is, it's a weird one where it's like... There's very little... Di- like, Coen brothers are known for their dialogue, a lot of it. And it's a script where there's, like, almost no dialogue. And Beautiful. Just, Sign me up. It's just a man escaping. I think maybe that would be... Adam, Adam Sandler could play the lead in that. <laughs> he's got a face. Yeah, yeah. He's he's very, like... His face is very particular. Because, like, I was going to say, like, his is very expressive... But it like like it is, but it's it's not in the way like like I like you just discover someone like Ana de Armas is very expressive in like Knives Out, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know, he I can't really describe Sandler as much as a fan as I am of him. He is kind of dramatic the, work. He is kind of the heir to Jerry Lewis, you know. I bet if you tweet that, a bunch of morons would actually say you're wrong. Because you're probably right. Oh, okay. I was wondering where you were going with that. Oh, uh, yeah. Just, I, like, I thought I'd you... take you on a little journey to make up for me not having a point earlier. Uh, okay, well. You're welcome. Um, well, his performance Team here is Bobby Boucher, uh, where he kind of has to go from, like, he has to swing from two opposite sides, where Bobby Boucher is kind of like an innocent character and a very passive character a lot of the times. Uh, the only thing he seems to care about is water and keeping people hydrated. <laughs> and but then he also has this explosive anger side that just lets out and you can he can do that like with his face, you know? <laughs> Where he looks like a dope and he looks like just a very humble guy but also someone who um not checked could have some problems. And I don't think the film is like aware enough of that line though. Again, like again it's really like Previous problems we talked about with some other Sandler films already, or just like kind of exacerbated, just with his performance being like, like what is this? Well, Henry Winkler does tell him at some point like to defend himself, and then says like I'm not telling you to go on a shooting spree, which is a <laughs> which is a pretty big leap, which means he can see it in his face too. <laughs> Well, I just think that line's there, like, I, I wish, I hope you're right, but I just think that line's there because Henry Winkler is, you know, the best. And could, oh, like, he's He could great. sell that, like, escalation so well. Like, uh, for those that have seen Barry, that show goes to, like, some pretty dark places, and Henry Winkler's character, like, continuously just, like, ramps it up comedically without killing the tension. Like, there's a moment, I won't, I won't say the context or anything like that, but, like, Bill Hader's, like, freaking out because of something that just happened. And everyone thinks he's putting on a performance. He goes into the back room, and Henry Winkler's like, Barry, that was fantastic. I need you to do that all the time. And he just, like, yells, punches a frame, and he's, he keeps yelling, like, to nothing. And he's like, okay, I still see you're in the wrong place. I'll come back later. We'll talk about it. 
The Henry Winkler is fantastic. So good. And this is, I'm guessing, this is his first collaboration with Sandler. Because um, he'll, he'll do a few as Coach Klein. As who? Coach Klein. <laughs> um, Coach Klein had a mental breakdown at some point. And now he coaches the worst football team in the league. You know, the college league or whatever the fuck. I know nothing about football. As you maybe guessed from our uh, last Boy Scout episode. And let it be known that technically there is Friday Night Football, but it's for, like, high schools. So we were still kind of wrong even when we discovered we were already wrong. Like, we got more wrong. Well, all right. I I don't actually care, but... (laughs) I don't know. I just thought that was funny. Like, I thought about that recently, and I was like, hey, wait a second. Um, well, we should mention that, uh, Bobby Boucher calls his favorite wrestler Captain Insano. In one of my favorite moments. I'm just Chris Farley's brother as the, uh, commentator there. Um, we also get, uh, people like Peter Dante and, uh, Jonathan, um, Logram. I don't know how to, Logran? I don't know how to say his name, I apologize. Uh, but they're two guys who will appear in several of his films, um, for the time being. In fact, a lot of these guys will carry over to the very next film. We also get a uh, returning Alan Corvert, Covert, who's now he's partnered with Clint Howard for some reason. Because why wouldn't you want to team up anyone with Clint Howard? Well, Clint Howard, he did. I, I also look. He only does one other Sandler film, I believe, which is a shame. I, he feels like he would fit right in with uh, the Sandler group. Really? He only does one more? He only does Little Nicky, I believe. What? Oh. I always felt he did more. Maybe he does, but... Sure? I I, I was looking, but I also did... It was like a very quick look, so... I could have scrolled over something. Well, he's also in Halloween, the 2007 remake, and Solo, he has a cameo. He was in uh, Three from Hell this year as a clown. Oh, I didn't see Three from Hell. I feel like I failed Rob Zombie. Um, it It was fine. If you like those movies, uh, Devil's Reject is still like my 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 watermark or benchmark yeah. or whatever. Rest in peace, Sid Haig. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, rest in peace. I was like, I was watching something the other day, and Sid Haig popped up, and like I got really depressed because I was like, oh shit. I watched that they did a documentary about um, Tom Savini, uh, and they interviewed Sid Haig and George Romero in it, and it was oh. like, oh, that's a bummer. No. Way, to, uh, way to bring the Waterboy episode down, <laughs> me. Watch him in Bone Tomahawk. Actually, no, don't. No, no I'm he, not he the dies like this. 10 Never seconds mind, in. <laughs> he lasts about two minutes. Just because that fucking dialogue goes on forever. So, at the sight of uh, one of the players spitting in uh, the water, the Waterboy becomes furious, but he, he represses it. Because up until that point, he has been encouraged to repress his anger. Um, but Coach Klein tells him that he's got to stand up for himself. And so the water boy assaults a player. <laughs> and then Coach Klein realizes that violence is the answer. <laughs> and so he wants to encourage Bobby to start playing. It's a fun way of, like, utilizing that Sandler anger that is kind of, like, trickled through all of his characters or, or just, like, outright burst through them. Um, so I was like, that is kind of a, that's an interesting through line for like a film to like actively address that instead of having it just be like a thing. Cause I, I think uh, happy Gilmore 
I got it right. Happy Gilmore is the one that um that like it's a big part of the narrative, but it's not like something he ends up overcoming even, you know? Yeah, his anger, oddly enough, in Happy Gilmore kind of remains unrecognized. Excuse me. Remains unrecognized in uh, Happy Gilmore. Yeah, like it kicks off the the plot and then that's like it just keeps happening. And it's like, oh, he's angry. That's the thing. And he just kind of comes across as an insane person. Whereas uh, Bobby Boucher, he's, you know, he's a nice guy. <laughs> just, mm-hmm. just don't push him. It's, just, it's a recognized quality in him. Although this movie seems to hint, uh, when I talked about Captain Insano earlier... And Captain Insano laughs at him. He, Captain Insano explicitly says, this guy is definitely still a virgin. And that's a recurring thing in this movie about being a virgin and uh, getting your manhood. And I can't really tell if the movie is saying that if you don't, if you are a repressed virgin, you're going to be a violent psychopath. <laughs> or that by releasing your anger, you can achieve manhood. I, I don't know which one is worse. <laughs> yeah, I don't think either lesson's very uh very good. <laughs> but like I you know, there's there's a point in this movie where it's like, oh, if Bobby finally opens up with his emotions, he's not gonna actually it kinda does say that at the end. Because he gets married at the end of the movie and then it's like, I'm not gonna play football, I'm gonna go to school. And it's like, oh, he's in love now, now he's not angry anymore. <laughs> so now you can't play football. This is a weird film. Coach Klein has a tattoo of Roy Orbison on his ass, which is how he talks Bobby into playing. Because his mama is very much against football because football is the devil. The the devil. I don't know. Kathy Bates is like the the thing that I'm I'm drawn to the most in this movie because it's fucking Kathy Bates. Yeah, she's very funny. She has uh, maybe my favorite line in the movie. When uh, he's he's lying to her about playing football, but he has to explain his injuries. <laughs> like Bobby, they ever catch that gorilla that break out the zoo and punch in the face? <laughs> like what? No, Mama, the switch continues. See, like you're recounting stuff, and it's like making me laugh, but it nothing is felt when I watch this movie. I think there is an uncomfortableness because it is laughing at like uneducated, impoverished Southerners. Yeah, my, my hot take earlier wasn't just for, like, a random bit of, like, jokes. Or, like, that's an actual, like, opinion I have about the movie a little bit. Yeah, and, um, I would say that I think it's so ridiculous that no one would believe this was accurate, in, or, like, accurate in a way that could represent an entire population. Mm-hmm. But uh, then I remember that uh, movie Bob tweets. Oh, oh! So you're taking my point now? <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. I was trying to te- I was trying to tee you up for your point. Oh, uh huh, uh huh. I'll have uh-huh. you know. I'll have you know. Okay, okay. Well, it's not even specifically about movie Bob. He's just kind of the brunt of it, like on film Twitter. He's just the one the that won't shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, and like. I bet he's not even, like, a bad guy to, like, be around, like, in person or anything. It's just, like, dude, you're extremely online, and you're clearly, like, very uninformed about many things. Please get informed or shut the fuck up. Uh, and maybe that's bad of me to say that about him, too, given what I'm criticizing him about. I, I ju- Nothing I hate more than uninformed people with nothing better to do in their lives just shouting about things on Twitter. 
You can follow me at follow me at emperorotn1 at twitter.com. <laughs> well, it's just it's so constantly looking down at like uh, people from rural America, and they get often lumped in with like the Trump voters and like like genuinely terrible people that like want to kill people with darker skin than theirs. Yeah, as if uh, the average Trump voter's median income wasn't upper middle class. <laughs> I think we, we tend to ignore that fact. Mm-hmm. And, there's, and uh... there are certainly, you know, racist, um, poor, um, white, southern racist, but there's also um, racist in every group, unfortunately. Yeah, and to... to, to pin the blame on like a specific region of like the country or a specific people it it just like not now well it's like, not it's, ever it's preferably. if you look at an electoral map and you see all that red down south and you think that's representative of that entire part of the country mm-hmm. you know and even if it was like 90 percent republican down there which it, it very much isn't there's still that 10 percent there that is probably suffering more oppression than any other part of this country. <laughs> and we kind of just try to ignore those people because they are poor and they do fit those stereotypes, but, hey, they didn't vote for Clinton, so fuck them. Uh, I'm trying really hard not to go on like a whole other thing about that. <laughs> Even recent events. <laughs> well, you know, you know, we can't pick Bernie Sanders because no one likes him. Can't win with him. <laughs> See, now I feel like Bobby Boucher. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like trying really hard not to lash out. The world's in the not great place right now. Actually, you know what? I gotta be honest. I was in a bad mood a couple days ago. You might have received a text from me <laughs> when I was in a mood. But I'm seeing more and more people kind of wake the fuck up. It's giving me some hope. Well, that's, that's the big upside to all this. They're still peddling the same bullshit from 2016, like this, the establishment Dems. And it's very clear that no one, or at least most people, are not, like, falling for it anymore. Yeah. Uh, we'll right. see how Iowa goes. Yeah, yeah. The real problem, honestly, it is at this point, it's very clear it is going to be between Biden and Bernie. Oh, what? That's what no, it... I'm not going to go to places. Never mind. No, I'm just saying that's the, those are the two who are gonna. They're the only two who have a chance to win at this point. I mean, I'm not even trying to be mean to Elizabeth Warren, frankly. It's just that's you know where the the dominoes are laying, you know. Mm-hmm. Just, but it's gonna be about who drops out and who sides with who first. And if they can maintain the infighting between uh, Sanders and Warren going, then Biden wins. Or a Democrat, Mitt Romney, uh, Pete, whatever his name is. <laughs> oh, that's a good description. Yeah, my, it's it's the most accurate thing ever. So Bobby Boucher starts playing for uh, the Mud Dogs or whatever the fuck they're called. Oh my god, we're still going. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, we gotta finish this movie. Alright, alright, alright. Let's do a speed read. I love, uh, I love Sandler's line when he agrees to play. Do you remember that one? I actually don't. I'm sorry. If you, if you can put the clip here where it's like, um, it's like, Bobby, can you do it for us? And he goes, not only will I do it for you, I, yes, I will do it for you. <laughs> <laughs>
I was going to try to guess it. I was like, what is it? I don't remember. And I was going to be like, run, Forest, run? Like, I don't know, remember. What? <laughs> I, the football, the, the running. It just, what? My brain went to Forrest Gump. Uh, what? Yeah. This is kind of Forrest Gump, except good. Wow. Please, <laughs> please tweet that out. <laughs> I will when the episode drops. Thank you. Holy shit. It is. Not, am I wrong? Um, I actually don't hate Forrest Gump. I, I don't either, do but this is better than it. Forrest Gump. I, no. This is much better. No. <laughs> no. Lieutenant Dan. Versus. <laughs> versus the Chad Bobby Boucher. Lieutenant Dan versus Farmer Fran. <laughs> Oh my god. See, that's what Adam Sandler needs to do now, too. Take his previously established characters, give them a sequel, but have it be a remake of a separate film. You know, you know what he should do? This is, Here's my brilliant idea. Okay. He's got a remake, It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. But it's featuring all of his characters, and he plays all of them. I think you brought that up before, but I still think it's a great idea. I've brought up It's a Mad, 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 Mad World, but I haven't brought up this idea yet. Maybe it was an SNL skit or something. Well, they did that SNL thing where it's like everyone came out dressed as his characters. Like, so it's That's just basically it. Yeah, everyone, never mind. Which is a thing they do now. Because they did it with Walken, and then they did it with Jim Carrey. I don't know. I think uh, something that really hurts SNL is the fact that it's live. Because <laughs> no one's laughing. Honestly, the, the best way to get laughs out of SNL now is to bring back an all-timer like Adam Sandler or uh, Eddie Murphy or something like that because everyone just like likes their comeback kind of stories, you know? Yeah. Like people people like their personas, so that's an easy win. Um, a more modern pop star like uh, who, who, the, the dude who was Dunkirk, Harry Styles. I actually am like a fan the, of his. I love <laughs> that. He's a good actor. I, I love that Christopher Nolan film, The Dude Who Was Dunkirk. Yeah, I said the dude who was in Dunkirk. <laughs> you said the dude who was Dunkirk. <laughs> the dude who was Dunkirk, yeah. That's just Don Quixote. It's an actual, it's an actual like, person played by Harry Styles who is like the physical embodiment of the Battle of Dunkirk. <laughs> you just cut to him just like constantly morphing explosions in water. Please kill me. Very, very uh, <laughs> esoteric film from uh, Christopher Nolan. <laughs> um, but anyways that's that's what SNL kind of needs to do or just have people crack up because that always gets you yeah when it, no when a skit like fails spectacularly that's pretty funny no <laughs> do you mean like people laughing or like not getting any laughs um dead silence is pretty funny oh. <laughs> no I just like get uncomfortable this is a funny movie. I don't know why you why you didn't enjoy no, it. No, it's, it's a it's, funny it's, movie. It's funny to talk about. Be like, hey, remember that time Kathy Bates was in an Adam Sandler film he assaults, as his mother? He assaults a professor who looks like Colonel Sanders. I don't get it. I'm it's, sorry. And that, for no reason, for the rest of the film, that professor is just getting beaten up. There's no real point to it. And then the film ends with him being trampled to death. <laughs> That's funny. I don't know, man. I don't know how you didn't enjoy this. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I had a, a, a longer day. Maybe. No, but I didn't really laugh a lot when I watched it either. So, um, Should we talk about the obligatory Adam Sandler love interest? 
Yes, Vicky Valancourt. That's not the actress's name. That's the character's name. Fuck, you're right. You fucking motherfucker. <laughs> Faruza Balk, who is uh, in the much-beloved film The Craft and The Island of Dr. Moreau. And Return to Oz. And Return to Oz. And Almost Famous. Thanks for that. You're welcome. No, no, I actually think she's a she. She never really got her big break. Like in all, in all seriousness, no, no, she's. I, 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 I'm actually a fan. Same, I agree. Yeah, uh, um, she's a very really good interview in that documentary about the making of the Isle of Doctor Moreau. Oh, I haven't seen that. It's a very good documentary. I just um, want to watch Insanity. <laughs> I I actually do, and um, because that's one of those films that you know is credited to. Uh, <laughs> Like Alan Smithy, basically. No, no, John Frankenheimer. He's the he's the one who got the official credit. Yeah, he got the official credit. Oh shit! Okay, ne- never mind. Sorry, <laughs> but um, still, it's fucking John Frankenheimer. <laughs> yeah, um, but the I think the original director was Richard Stanley, right? Yeah, he was. He got fired like three days in, and they brought John Frankenheimer in. Oh, that's too bad. Well, Richard Stanley has a new movie out finally called Color Out of Space that I'm really looking forward to. So. Uh, Richard Stanley, Richard Stanley does not blink in interviews. It's very unsettling. Well, he's just so focused on the craft. He talks about he consulted a witch doctor to help get the Isle of Doctor Moreau made. That's well, the witch doctor uh, didn't didn't do him any favors, and that he thought the hyena wallpaper on his. Uh, on his hotel room was trying to attack him. And at the same time, the hotel was struck by lightning and his mother reported that a hyena had tried to get into the house. He thought there was, like, like, black magic trying to stop him from making the Isle of Dr. Moreau. No, see, like, that's funny. (laughs) It's like this movie. That'd make a funny movie. Like, this movie was very funny. No, no, no. Um... I mean, we no, could. I, I, I like the. This is another one of the situations that keeps happening in these movies where I like the actors playing the character more than I like the character. Well, yeah, but we're never going to get great characters in these things. But even like compared to, uh, it sounds funny saying the earlier ones already, and we're like five Adams down <laughs> deep. <laughs> like, like there's always a little something there, and uh, you know, like a, a performance can only carry it so much when there's like literally nothing. Is there anything, anything you want to single out in this film? Fucking give me something, motherfucker. Rob Schneider as the townie. Great. Wonderful. You're welcome. The thing everyone knows about this fucking movie. (laughs) I like that part. But that's fine. Sorry I broke the episode. Well, at least one of us is a professional. Give, Give me something about the ending. We'll, we'll bookend it. Um, well, all right. We should mention that the, we should. I guess we should explain the reason why the water boy loves water. The water boy loves water because his father died of dehydration while serving in the Peace Corps. Towards the end of the film, it's revealed that no, his father did not, in fact, die while serving in the Peace Corps. His father just abandoned his mother. And is still alive and is a guy named Roberto. Because it's funny because it's not a uh, it's not it's not a, a normal English name. 
when you add the O at the end. That's right, Diego. We should mention that Roberto is played by the director. And the movie ends with, instead of Bobby assaulting someone, Kathy Bates assaults someone. Well, see, like, I'd watch a, a movie about that. Kathy Bates just beating the shit out of people. She presumably kills that. Kills Roberto. Because he's just <laughs> out, he's immobile, and his eyes are wide open. That man's dead. Matt, would you recommend The Waterboy? Oh, yes. I think it's one of Sandler's better films. That's... Oh, I, I don't get it. I just don't get it. If you if you have a penchant for the punchline being violence... <laughs> Then I, I mean, maybe, but I like, I love movie. Bad Boys too, and that movie is nothing but violence. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I can't help you. <laughs> Watch Bad Boys for Life, everyone. Nope. No, I I like this movie a lot. I think this is one of his better films. Well, a lot of people did because, like we mentioned earlier, it was a huge hit. It probably helped extend Sandler's career. Uh, and then because it was also the same year as uh, The Wedding Singer, I think that's kind of what helped solidify him. Well, this is the, the beginning of the him. Industry. Uh, this is the beginning of him truly becoming a dominant force in pop culture. And 10 years ago, he was doing Going Overboard. So that's glow. Anyone up. can it's, do it. Everyone just needs their water boy. Yep. Yeah. It like is sports movie. People, people like Sandler. people like sports movies. I guess oh, this I'll is just... very popular among sports fans. Don't know why. They should be watching the Last Boy Scout instead, but eh, that it's... might just be me. I don't know, but that movie kind of makes you like you kind of have to watch and go. Yeah, I guess football kind of is a fucking evil sport. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's the thing. People can't like reconcile that, and people can this... come walk away from this one being like, "Yeah, it does help you overcome your problems." <laughs> This movie does not include a subplot where Bobby Boucher starts suffering from massive brain damage from playing football too much. Maybe that's what it needed. That would be interesting if, like, the third act it just became, like, super serious. <laughs> we just watched Bobby Boucher die in a hospital. Well, don't you... I don't know if you remember this, but, like, one of the big, like, m like early memes in the early 2000s was, like, when Paul Blart Mall Cop was coming out. Or early 2010s, excuse me. I, I remember him being cup. a meme. Yeah, but like the third one, like there was a news of a third one potentially happening uh, around the time the second one was hitting theaters. And then people, someone like posted like a, a fictional synopsis, but it's like a dark, serious version of Paul Blart where it just goes full David Fincher, Alien 3, and he like survives a mass shooting. And it's just like a very serious drama. Well, do you remember when the trailer for Cars 3 dropped? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because we could, it is a real-life example of this. <laughs> and everyone was like, Lightning McQueen is fucking dead. Yeah, we're like the first movie. The first movie is just like Doc Hollywood, except it's Cars and Larry the Cable Guy's there. And the second movie is like just insanity. <laughs> It's like a spy movie for some reason. And the trailer for the third movie is like, Lightning McQueen dies ten minutes in. <laughs> Which know, I don't believe Cars... is what that movie's about, but... That trailer was something. I saw Cars 3 at, a, at an early premiere. Hey now. And I, I met uh, most of the cast, actually. Hey, did you meet Larry the Cable Guy? 
I did. Yeah, hey. I got a picture. Uh, but the person that took the picture was blurry, like made it blurry. So I was like, really? Uh, like, I'm not even a fan, but I was like, it's a famous person, and I'm not that. So I have a photo of me with Gilbert Gottfried, and it is the least flattering photo. <laughs> I look somehow significantly worse than Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> so I'll, I never share it. <laughs> It's like like <laughs> cosmically bad vibes. That was Waterboy. Cars three is actually like uh like fine. We're, we're not talking about fucking Cars three. <laughs> no, no, I got I got a whole thing about Cars three, but not the Waterboy. Uh, Onward looks great. <laughs> <laughs> I also liked Bright. <laughs> what? No, no, just kidding. <laughs> It looks like Bright. Onward looks what's, like the movie Bright. What's Bright? Are you serious? What's Bright? Orc Cop. Oh, Orc Cop. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just know Orc Cop now. Well, like, there was, it's, it's, it's like one of those uh, Mandela effects, right? And um, I was calling God, not even Gods of Egypt, what's the fucking Exodus Gods and King? <laughs> the whole thing was like, oh yeah, it's white Egypt. And for years, I just kept calling it that as a joke. And when someone brought it up again, I was like, what movie is that? And they're like, oh, really? Scott directed it. Oh, you mean white Egypt? And like, I was serious. Like, it just stuck in my brain. My other one was so, that with also the same director as Orc Cop. Um, I can't, I don't know the name of his role. I keep calling it Tank. Tank, The yeah. one about the tank. I just always call it Tank. Yeah, Furry. Furry? Yeah. <laughs> So, what are there? They're furry. I would. I would remember if there were furries in that tank. Oh <laughs> uh, no, Fury! That's a that Shia. That Shia boosts destiny right there to play a furry. <laughs> oh, I really want to take like the Daniel Radcliffe route and just take like conditionally like weirder roles. It seems like that's what he's trying to do. I'm down with that. That's that's fine. Yeah, Daniel Radcliffe got his Harry Potter money now. He's like. What do you want me to do, world? Play a farting corpse? I'm gonna play a dude who gets guns nailed into his hands. Like, well, the other one is I love uh, that guy, Mr. Frodo, is like all he does is produce horror films now. Yeah, that's and great. like really like, weird horror films. He produced Mandy, man. He, yeah, he produced uh, the Greasy Strangler. <laughs> yeah. Much like The Water Boy, a movie that is not for me. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. We've wrapped it around, yeah. and I can make this into a like a listenable episode. Good luck with that. Oh no, I, I could do it. Just inter- whenever, before. whenever you can't figure out how to blend stuff together, just put Farber France babbling. <laughs> I think Twin Peaks will be my go-to actually. Whenever that happens, now. I just but put that no put the put the Twin Peaks under Adam Sandler clips. Put the Twin Peaks music. Oh, hey, okay, I could do that. He could be a Twin Peaks character. But anyways, that was the water boy. Water boy. <laughs> keep yourself hydrated. Yeah, keep Stay away from that, that, that devil worshiping. Don't avoid don't the devil. Avoid Gatorade. H2O is where it's at. And let us know if anyone's heard of that, uh, that gorilla that broke out of the zoo. <laughs> it's still on the loose, still at large. <laughs> The, the gorilla, continues. the gorilla that assaulted Bobby Boucher. <laughs> All right, you better end this so I can die. Oh, I'm an emperor. Otn at twitter.com. 
and you can find Emperor OTN one at Twitter. Yeah, there it is. And you can find me at twitter.com at the Diego Crespo. Check out the Waffle Press on YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, and Patreon, where you can listen to some of these early. And along with other stuff that's on there. Oh, I bet I bet the Patreon donors are glad to listen to this one early. Oh. Was that clearly. money worth it, friends? <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We have been professionally unprofessional. Bye now. I don't care what happens, it just needs to inspire violent revolution. (laughs)